0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. A few weeks ago, Chaplain... Chell Williams gave us a wonderful message out of 2 Kings 6 about how to get your spiritual edge back. And then I pursued that with the following scripture of how Elisha, the man of God, had a particular servant with him. And Elisha had been... By the insider information the father was giving him, Elisha had been preparing the king of Israel to stay out of the harm's way of the Syrian army. The the king of Syria decided he'd had enough of that, being stymied of taking over Israel's assets, and so he sent an army after Elisha to capture him. Elisha was a mighty man of God. And one day early in the morning, Elisha's servant got up and looked out on the hillside and he saw the Syrian army circling Elisha and the camp. And he said, oh my God, alas, what shall we do? And remember, we we studied this last time, Elisha said, Father, open his eyes that he may see what's really going on here, what he really has. The Bible says when God opened the spiritual eyes of the servant, he looked again. How many of you know sometimes you need to look again at your circumstances? Sometimes what looks like your demise, you need to look again. You need to go before God and say, God... Open the eyes of my heart and help me see this the way you see it. You're praying for your business. Maybe you need to look again. Maybe you need to say, God, help me to see this the way you see it. Help me to look again and see this marriage, these children. Help me to look again and see this the way you see it. And the Bible says when God opened his eyes, the servant saw All around the mountain, a fiery host, a fiery host of angelic beings surrounding that mountain. They were led into captivity all because their eyes were opened and they saw what was really there, what they really had, what they really had. Do you know what you really have? We talked last time about find your calling. You are primarily called as a son and a daughter of your father. Do you know what that means? Do you invest in intimacy with your father? Do you ask the father to give you greater revelation of his heart for you? This father is a mighty, mighty father who loves you intensely, perfectly. He always wants the very best for you. Sometimes it's because of our own sin that the Father can't get past what the judge, and they're both the same, has rendered because we're not lining ourselves up with the courts of heaven. And I'll have a lot more to say about that this summer. There's something going on in the courts of heaven that concerns you right now. The Father passionately wants to bless you. He passionately wants to show you his love and his grace. He passionately wants you to walk in divine health. He passionately wants the very best for you. We have a part to play in the reception of what God loves and has provided for us as our Father. We don't understand all of that, and we've got to learn to trust in him with all our heart and not lean on our own ability to understand, but there is a God who perfectly loves you. He's all-powerful, and besides that, you are encompassed by a host of angels. The Bible says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Hebrews 1:13 and 14 describes angels that are sent to minister service to all the saints. A saint is not somebody in an elite category that never sins. A saint is basically a true believer. You've got angels rendering service for you. If you and I could only see how many countless times out there on that highway angels have kept you from a premature death. Do you realize that every single day of your life you pass within six or eight feet of an oncoming 70 mile an hour mass of steel. That could take you out at any instant. Do you not understand that it's not just the order of the earth? There are angels looking out after you. God, open our eyes. God, open our eyes about the angels that were looking out for you, Claude and Mimi, and sparing your life and keeping you with us a few Sundays ago. Where's Kenya Marsh? She's not here yet, is she? A drunk driver hit her since the last time I've been with you. Angels. She, saw, she showed us, Dina and I, a picture of the vehicle. Angels encompassed around her. Do you have any idea, Billy, how many times, and it wasn't a roll bar, Holy angels have it accompanied you and kept you from a premature exit. God has his hand on you. You have an assignment and a calling from the Lord. Pursue him diligently about it. Let's see if I was preaching to 6,000. I couldn't stop a minute and speak to this man. Isn't that right? Holy angels, all of us have at least one accompanying us to render service, to preserve us, a host of angels. So not only do we have an incredibly loving and all-powerful Father who knows us perfectly and loves us intensely. Not only do we have a host of angels, but we have a mediator. 1 Timothy 2.5 says this. You'll understand this, Buzz. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. A mediator is someone who actually takes both sides. A mediator is one who brings two sides or more together. And the job of that mediator is to not take one side or the other. It is to represent both sides. Jesus was and is and always will be Almighty God. But the Bible says that for 33 years, Philippians 2, I love it. It says, have this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus who didn't consider it robbery to be in the form of God. He didn't have to rob anything. He already was. But he humbled himself and became a man. And he became obedient even to the point of death. So Jesus, your Lord, knows what it's like to be God. And the Bible says he also knows what it's like to be man. We have a high priest who can be touched with what touches us. He took on himself flesh and blood. And for 33 years, he had to live in perfect obedience to the Father. He laid aside his rights and privileges as God and lived in humble obedience as a man. A man without sin, perfectly. So, God, Jesus represented God. All that can be seen of the Father, he said. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And yet, the Word of God says that he can perfectly relate to us in our own pain and our own weakness, despised and rejected, falsely accused, crucified. We have a mediator right now who is our peace the Lord Jesus and you see he does more than mediate he's an intercessor Hebrews 7 25 says that Jesus ever lives he ever lives to make intercession for you for me his children he intercedes Hebrews also says that after he had won our salvation that when he was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven the bible says he sat down now see in our english language we don't understand what sitting down means we think it means to be inactive in biblical terms to sit down means and when it says he entered into his rest and has sat down at the right hand of the father that doesn't mean he's inactive. It means now he enjoys a place of rulership and dominion. In our English language, we would say about somebody, we would call a man a sitting judge who is in office. Well, that doesn't mean he doesn't do anything. It means he is sitting in a place of rulership. Jesus is sitting in a place of rulership right now. And he is interceding for you. you think the Father could hear anything Jesus said? Do you think he can get through? No, see, you're not getting it. Some of you just, you're looking at me blank. Jesus is praying for you right now. No, I said Jesus is praying for you right now, interceding on your behalf. God, give us revelation of that. Give us revelation. So not only do you have an incredibly loving, all-knowing, all-present Father, not only do you have a host of angels, not only is there a mediator operating on your behalf, you have... An intercessor in fact he's more than that he's an advocate the word advocate is a legal term and it means somebody who is pleading your case first John 2 1 says I'm writing these things to you so that you do not sin but if you do we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous you know what that means Are you in Christ? Yes or no? Have you received Him as Lord of your life? So the Bible would say, You are where? In Christ. So when the Father looks at you, if you are in Christ, He has to see what? He has to see who. No wonder the Bible says in Christ Jesus you are holy and righteous and blameless and loved and accepted and more than a conqueror. Because God can only see you in Jesus. He is your righteous advocate. Father, I confess my sin to you but I also confess that in Jesus now I am righteous and made holy and and blameless and accepted. It's right to be tough on yourself, to demand excellence of yourself. Now, Daniel, you're a young minister, and I tell you this all the time, you got to be tough on yourself, man. you got to be a straight shooter with God. When you begin to have thoughts that line up, that are out of line with the, with the, uh, with the Lord Jesus and his righteousness, and they line up with the flesh, be tough on yourself. Say, I'm not going there. That is, I have the mind of Christ. Whatever things are true and honest and just and pure and lovely, I will think on these things. Be tough on yourself, but don't condemn yourself. To condemn yourself is a sin. God is not a condemner. Do you know that you'll never find one place in the New Testament where Jesus went around condemning anybody condemnation comes from the devil one of the best ways to confess your sin is to say Father I admit to you Lord that was sin for me to think that say that act like that I admit that to that is sin against you and I admit the root of my sin was I just failed to believe that I am who you say I am I was acting like somebody I'm not When I thought that way and talked that way and acted that way, I'm I'm acting like somebody I'm not because you told me I'm your child. You told me I'm your righteousness. You told me. You, You see that? So when you confess your sin, don't just confess the act. Go to the attitude. It is my own unbelief and a failure to really believe and cooperate with you. Condemnation comes from the devil. Correction comes from the Lord. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. We have. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may really see what we have. Now I want you to turn with me to Hebrews 4. And I want you to see here on my last point about what you have assets that you have you have a high priest you know what a high priest did in scripture no i'm I'm talking about a high priest not talking about ministering priests running around on the street or in the in the tabernacle i'm talking about the high priest one time a year the high priest had to slay an innocent animal and take the blood of that animal as a sin offering behind the Holy of Holies. There was a massive curtain, and behind that was the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the very presence of God. And one time a year, they had to tie a rope around the ankle of the high priest in case he went in there in an unworthy way and he collapsed and died in the presence of God they'd have to drag him out they sure couldn't go in there themselves how would you like to live in those days but this high priest this high priest took an offering before the presence of God and it was a blood offering it was saying We believe you, God, have provided out of your own hand something we didn't create. We believe that you have provided a sacrifice for our sin. Not only did that high priest take a blood sacrifice, but that high priest pronounced a blessing over the people who came and made their offerings before God. Pronounced a blessing and offered a sacrifice. The Word of God says, look at, look at your text there, Hebrews 4. We have, seeing 14, seeing then that we have, everybody say, I have. I have. A great high priest. But notice what he's done. He has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, therefore let us hold fast our confession. Our confession, the word con means to, it means with, it's a Latin word, it means with, and to fast means to speak, to speak in line with. Let us speak in line with what the word here is saying. We have a great high priest, he didn't go once a year with the blood of sheep and goats. Hallelujah. Fifteen, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but he was in all points tempted as we are, yet he was without sin. Let us therefore, since we have a high priest who has gone, who is Right now, where in heaven before the Father, we have a high priest who is right there. And you know what he did? He took his own blood there. See, blood speaks. Remember what God said to Cain after he'd slain Abel? He said, The voice of the blood of your brother is crying out to me. Blood speaks. Do you call on the blood of Jesus? The blood of Jesus bears witness before the throne of God about everything Jesus has won for you. Oh, but I wish the devil would get away from me. The word says, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they defeated the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, and cast him down. Blood speaks. So Jesus, our high priest, went into that holiest of holies, the very presence of God the Father. And he sits there in a place of rulership and dominion. Having carried his own blood there, that blood is bearing witness that you have the right to be there. That you have an, uh, the right... For an audience with the God of heaven. The blood of Jesus is speaking and bearing witness that you have a right to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God, help us to get revelation and live into it. The blood of Jesus. Our high priest, you have a high priest who is representing you right now before the throne of heaven. And his blood, his very blood, which you celebrate and remember in Holy Communion, his blood through the words of your mouth, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation. His blood bears witness. He ever lives. He's not like men of old who passed and went on. No rope around his ankle. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. So having this high priest, look at 16. Let us, therefore, since we have this high priest, let us come boldly to the throne of punishment, condemnation. Let us come boldly to the throne of what? Let us come boldly to the throne of God's place of favor. God's place of strength and ability. Some of you believe that the Lord is ashamed of you. And you base that on choices that you have made. That is a lie from the devil. God knew you before you were ever born and chose you and loved you. And Jesus is representing you right now before the throne of God. Nothing but your own choices can keep you from experiencing the grace of God. It's there, it's been won. It is received by faith in the Word of God. Let us come boldly before the throne. Of grace that we may receive mercy. You know what most of us think of when we hear a word mercy? We think of pity. Well, you know God just had mercy, He just had some pity and no no. Mercy is not pity. Mercy is an enabling source, in an enabling force of the love of God that gets down on your level and ministers to you. Some of you need to pray that God would give your children mercy as they're struggling right now. I feel in my spirit there's some of you who really need to to pray right now for your children and what they're going through that the Father of all mercy would reveal and manifest, even if they don't even know how to define it, that he would extend mercy to them, an an offering of his grace, that we may receive grace and obtain mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Where's your need? Where, Where do you feel your need today? Is it in your finances? Is it in your business? Is it for wisdom? Is it with your children? Is it with your marriage? Is it in your body? Is it in the deep loneliness that you wake wake up with and go to bed with? What is your need? Can I tell you something right now? There is a high priest praying for you. And if you by faith will go before that mercy seat, you will go before that high priest, you will have given to you grace and grace. And mercy. You are the God of all of heaven. We cry out to you, O oh God, protect our children and grandchildren from the assignments of the devil, from deceitful, evil men and women, from this world system and its intoxication. God, do a new thing, a new thing. Renew and revive in the name of your Son, our High Priest. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.